Yeah, it's like one week ago you didn't even know who this person was, but then all of a sudden you're like in a taxidermy store with them. Yeah, and they're like headlining like Tomorrowland and yeah. all those like big festivals. And now they're like paying your rent. Yeah, for the money. <laughs> it's not quite rent money. It was, it was a little chunk of change. But hey, yeah, I mean you know this like we yeah. can't at this you know. Yeah, at this happy. stage, I'm taking almost. Actually, I'm taking literally anything that anyone offers to me. I mean, if I'm not taking a loss, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, I'll take it. Yeah, if it just pays for the dinner that I'm going to get tomorrow, it's absolutely, all good. Yeah. it's all worth it. I'll try not to sip into the mic. Hey, you know what? It, you know what, man? It's, it's the, the world's the, your oyster. Just <laughs> have fun. There are no rules. Like if you listen to any of these episodes, I've listened to like three now. Oh wow, thanks. Yeah, I listened to um two, the one with Edgar and Anna mm, together, yeah. uh, the first Edgar one that you mm-hmm. sent me, and then the uh, Tramp Drift Trammel. Is there, who, oh yeah, yeah, the Jeff most recent Trammell. one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I've, listened, I've done my you almost. You almost got the whole Edgar trilogy. Oh no, what's oh the SNL one is the other one, right? Yeah, he, I haven't listened he to that drugged one. me for I'm not for not being a huge fan of SNL. Well, like the sketch, the sketch part, like the digital stuff has always been great. It sketches hit or miss. I mean, they're all hit or miss. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. With I mean, any I mean, think about it. You're doing a live show. Yeah. Um, you're doing a live show every week. Yeah. You know, also, not everything's going to be. This might be my personal revelation that I've had is that I think maybe I just don't like live stage sketch. Mm. Even going back and watching like the old, the old ones I thought were crushing, like watching the old like Celebrity Jeopardy, like these, there are some very funny moments, but still you're like, this is like a six minute long sketch. Like yeah. it's going on like a little bit too long. But you know that, I mean, you've also, you grew up in like the UCB community. Yeah, that is so true. You were yeah. going to a lot of those. Yeah. I'm also, maybe I'm also like just burnt out from like watching comedy 24 yeah. seven. I do have that feeling a lot where I'm like, like uh, people will like send, like friends will like send you like, hey, come see my show. And a part of, there's like always a part of me that's like, Oh, I gotta go back to Shawshank. I crawled out. <laughs> like I crawled through the sewer. I'm out now. Yeah. I gotta go back to see the show. I go. I, I'll hit up open mics still at the comedy store. Oh, see, that seems fun. It's fun. I mean, it's a it's a degenerate community <laughs> in the best way possible. Yeah. Um, but no, I like it. Have you been to a Kill Tony show? No. What is that? It's a so uh, Tony Hinchcliffe's a comedian, and he does this. Um, this kind of variety show in a way. It's got this old timey Vegas vibe. He has like a band, like mm-hmm. Jeremiah Watkins is in the band. Uh, Joel Jimenez, who was on, oh yeah, um, yeah, he was on uh, David's podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like they they dress up as different characters each week and play yeah. like like characters and like oh, roast fun. these people. And then they they have a bucket where open micers put their name in. If you get pulled, you do sixty seconds of comedy <laughs> in front of like a yeah. guest host. That's yeah, like yeah. a like when I was there last, it was Tiffany Haddish. Yeah. Um, uh, they've had like Ron White and yeah. you know Jeff Ross and like all these like big name comedians and yeah. like you it's a really cool vibe because I mean if someone's bad they get kind of riff but then they then it like a conversation starts mm-hmm. and then it's not really about their 60 seconds of stand up it's more like they get it's almost like they just get interviewed by these like Oh they, that's so cool. Yeah and th- some people are good and it yeah, gets yeah. them spots like they yeah. get like and and they everyone the comedy store like everyone just hangs out on the patio mm-hmm. and then you just go and you can just walk right out like I've connected with like a few different comedians now that like yeah. did pretty well on the show and now i'm mm-hmm. like trying to cast them it's so, so that's another divide that like i never got to cross into that i'm secretly wondering like what the world's like like i, I feel like always, you would be good at stand-up i know i think that i would be terrible i have such nerves but even like the like i don't think i have too many stand-up friends that aren't like alt comedy people you know mm. like when i think of stand-ups i think of like 
people at like the Laugh Factory and Comedy Store. Like, I feel like I'd never made it to that part of Hollywood. You know, like I stopped at UCB Franklin. Yeah. And then, like I, I didn't make it to more cross- blocks down the street. There's yeah. crossover and stuff, though. I mean, people play both, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. The world always seems so much more like dangerous and sexy. You know? <laughs> it's not sexy. <laughs> dangerous, maybe. Yeah, but there's nothing the- sexy about like a 35 year old <laughs> guy who has three roommates. Yeah. <laughs> That is, that's usually the running theme is most people have like upwards of three to four roommates. Yeah, I'm wondering at what point do you make it? Like, like you know. I don't know. I mean, I know, yeah, you hear about people that are like in that echelon of like career and success and then you find out they have roommates and you're yeah. like, that's cool, I guess. I'm like, you're like season three of a Netflix show and you still have roommates. I mean, I saw, I mean, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it. I was working on a Netflix movie and like the Duffer Brothers rolled up mm-hmm. to Netflix and they, oh, got, they got out of this like old honda accord that looks like my car where it's got like empty water bottles at the bottom yeah, and it hasn't yeah. been washed in like a month and they got out looking like super sleepy yeah. and i was like oh okay so you could be everyone's like, gonna be doing it great <laughs> this is what i can look forward to that gives me some like hope like all right great even when i make it make it i'm still gonna be tired and sleepy well someone said recently about and they were talking about um my friend Matt was talking about Michelle Gondry and how like he just had like buttons mismatched on his like button down <laughs> shirt and he was like, yeah, creativity is like a curse. You're like always going to be like, you know. Yeah. I feel like you're barely holding it together. Like yeah. whenever I see like the stylist creative people, I'm like, what is your secret? Like how, how are you? Do- oh, you have a stylist? They probably pay. Yeah, they yeah. probably pay. Some. They pay someone thousands of dollars to dress them. <laughs> that was like a top. No, I had a friend who had a, a movie come out and it did really well. And then he was at the red carpet and it, and and he very clearly was like he upped his his, <laughs> his clothes game. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I, and then but he tagged like he like thanked the stylist. Oh, and that's I was funny. Like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I um, it's funny. I when I used to work at UCB. And uh, I used to work with Matt Walsh, you know, like whenever they would yeah. start doing like the promo stuff for like Veep, like he dressed like a normal guy every day, like yeah, like yeah. a little bit of like a five o'clock shadow. Yeah. And like, I don't know what would happen, but he'd be gone over the weekend and I guess he'd get like some type of like exfoliation or some type of thing, but <laughs> skin he would look brand new. He, yeah, his skin would look beautiful. <laughs> he like, got brand new skin yeah, over the weekend. I was like, <laughs> what is like the secret Illuminati club that oh, you Oh, there's to? A definitely a secret. I mean, my friend Nolan and I, we, he'll, he'll bounce me images of celebrities before and after. Like yeah. the hair re- re- like replacement surgery. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, yeah, Elon Musk just bought new hair. <laughs> yeah, the same thing with Steve Carell. He just has a full head of hair. Yeah, down. they just bought a new scalp. <laughs> I want that scalp money. Yeah, right. That's what I need. I need that like perfectly trimmed beard money. That's all. Oh I yeah. Want. I'm, you and I both I feel like are cursed. Yeah, with not the in the good not in the good beard game. Like my beard game no. is super weak. Like and no. also I feel like we're in this area, this this uh You got a stronger mustache game though. Thank you. Like I I Secretly, I do have mustache wax that I wear sometimes. Do you? Whenever the mustache gets thick enough, it's never like super thick. It's always like European thick, like, you know, a little sleazy. Is he vaguely, vaguely Italian. Yeah, vaguely yeah. Italian. <laughs> like, is he going to try to sell me shoes or like, what's his deal? <laughs> but I think we're in the era now where like beards are in for some reason. And like, I'm not a part of the beard gang. I, I, yeah, that's the running joke with my group of friends. Like, I... I can't like really grow a full one. It's How's just, your mustache game? Is it? It's, it's atrocious. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's worse than the beer game. The beer game's bad. Hey, I'm not going to judge you, man. Uh, I oh. guess I should introduce you since we've been recording. Did we start? Okay. Oh, yeah, we started. Uh, no, welcome you're... to the show, Austin Kolodny. Did I pronounce it right? Yeah, you got yeah, it. Right. I always feel weird because uh, I've known, we've known each other for a while, but I have so many friends who I only know their first names. Yeah, yeah. And I can fine. never pronounce their yeah. last name. I have that. I do that joke. I don't know how to pronounce it either sometimes. Oh, perfect. My Great. name. <laughs> um, you, when I telemarketers would call um, my house as a kid and they would they would have a rough time and sometimes they would just 
phone it in and say Clooney. <laughs> they just drop the D entirely. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's like, I think Eastern European, Russian mm. based. Kolod translates like cult. Yeah, Kolod. Yeah, Kolodny. that sounds about right. Yeah. Yes, yes, little girls. Yes. My, um, pronounce it cult. My, my telemarketer trick is whenever they call and they call me Brandon, which is my first name, I'm like, oh. Whoa, yeah. I didn't know your name. Oh, yeah. This is, whoa. First name is Brandon. Breaking news. I go by the middle, well, actually I go by my last name, but my middle name is Cody. But whenever someone calls me, he's like, hey, Brandon, how's it going? I'm like, oh, you are not a person that I know. Yeah. You're calling me by my first name. Yeah. That's my one of my best friends' name is Brandon. Oh, girl. Yeah. Are they in the industry? Yeah. Oh, of course. I feel yeah. like everyone's in the industry. <laughs> I, 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 um, I glad you came on the show because one, I haven't done the show in a while, and I like having friends on people that I like. I also Good. like having directors on. Also, I feel like I'm like now I'm backtracking like our friendship and how it came together, and it came together in. I think the perfect comedy way where mm-hmm. we were at uh, a show called The Screening Room at UCB Sunset. You had a short with one of my favorite people in it, Dave Tooney, shouts out. Uh, and I had a sh- – I can't remember what short I was playing, but we played a short. I remember what short. What was it? Which one it was it? It was um, your incredible Silence of the Lambs oh, um, oh, with parody. Hey, yeah, thank you. Or, there might have been a couple Bing Bong shorts, but that was the one that like, stuck with me because I, your Jodie Foster actress was so good Oh yeah, that she- I thought – that you just spliced in footage of Silence of the Lambs uh, with, like, <laughs> with your other actor who played the Hannibal character, and and we talked after, and you dropped the, you're like, no, that was, no, that <laughs> or was no, a- it was by the end of the sketch, I was like, oh, okay, that's an actual actor, like, she did that like voice so yeah, well, like, that's uh, her name is Haley Mancini, she wrote that. Sketch. Oh, that's Haley. Yeah, that's Haley. Oh, okay, yeah. wow, she's, she's yeah, kinda- she is, sh- she is like too good at doing the Jodie Foster. She, like, we would be on... Like, you got to do more with we, her with I that. Would love you got to capitalize on that. It's yeah, so we we write, we wrote a pilot together, we're writing one right now, but, like, I definitely want to do more stuff with her as Jodie because she's so good at it. Yeah. Like, we were sitting up, the, like, I'd be just looking at the monitor and, like, she'd just be, like, running her lines and, like, am I back on the set in 1993? <laughs> like, it's like a kind of an underbite and she kind of, it's, it's yeah. Kind of like, yeah, she really like, it's, she really commits to that for like a dumb sketch. It's really good. But like, I saw your, I saw your short, mm-hmm. uh, it's called funny business. No funny business. Funny. It business was, it's, your it's a, so it was a proof of concept. We shot It's still kind of on a private link. Cause we're yeah. pitching it as a half hour. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's called It's a Funny Biz, it's a funny and, biz. and David Tooney plays a stepdad in it and uh, I mean David Tooney's like pretty prolific in like the yeah. UCB and comedy I mean everyone has seen his face like mm-hmm. you've seen him in commercials you've seen him on shows like he is like a comedy wizard he's so funny yeah he's so good yeah, yeah. He, he walked in I remember on auditions we were like casting for this this character of this kind of uh nebbish but like caring stepdad yeah and he walked in and i like i remember grabbing brooke that's my writing partner yeah grabbing his thigh underneath yeah. the table going like mm, this is the one this yeah. is, i already feel it hi how's it going folks yeah 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 he, he is he, like from the moment he peeked his head and he's like hey hell how are you <laughs> yeah. doing he's got that midwestern voice, yeah, yeah he is uh he is like the distill he's like the human personification of the midwest yeah like one of my f- like one of the funniest memories that i ever have of out of anything I've ever seen like tv shows shows i've been to things i've written or whatever is like i was driving past ucb franklin and i saw dave tooney on the street and it was just him running across the street to to beat the red light yep and like that I think about that moment at least once every other month. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. No one witnessed it but me. He didn't see me. He didn't know that I was watching him. But just him like, oh, got to go. And like running down the street was one of my favorite moments of being in LA. I love that. I love those moments when you catch people. Like when you, yeah. yeah. Having like human moments. So yeah, someone, I would always get caught. So I lived on this, like where I'm from. Like I lived on this kind of busier street mm-hmm. in my hometown called Lions Avenue. 
Um, and it was like kind it's of a great a, name for a street. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you that it kind of feeds in, you know, the whole porn star like name generator. Thing? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah it the feeds into name. that. Yeah, yeah. So it's lions with a Y lions. <laughs> oh, and, yeah. um, I would always like, could I, I whip my like car and I'd learn at a parallel park, like right off the bat. Cause it was oh, yeah. a busy street and it had mm-hmm. street parking. Um, so people would always be like, dude, like the people I get texts like constantly in high school saying like, I just saw you whip in like the quickest <laughs> parallel park. Or like, I saw you carrying laundry on Lions Avenue and stuff yeah, yeah. like that. Um, Sorry, I'm scratching my nose. Um, yeah, so we met at UCB, um, and like it was one of those first, like me and my buddy Rob, mm-hmm. uh, Rob Gentili, who's been on the show, uh, probably my BFF, I think. Yeah. Um, don't get jealous of anyone else that thinks that we're BFFs, <laughs> but me and Rob are BFFs. But like we had this conversation, we were like kind of whispering, like, we should go talk to him. No, you go talk to him. All right, let's go talk to him together. And like, <laughs> I feel like it was like the first time you like ask a girl out, like, hey, you you do comedy stuff. We do comedy stuff. You want to Just hang awkward out? comedy yeah. bros. Yeah. Do you want to do comedy stuff together? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, sure. Let's go grab a beer. And like, I feel like. Like it's been such a genuine friendship ever since. The, yeah. Like well, it's the what's the it's the real recognizes real. It was like we were excited yeah. to talk to you guys um, after watching uh, the Silence of the Lambs sketch, and then got to watch, and then saw that we had the David connection. Oh um, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, because he had been on your your talk show. Yeah, um, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's been it's been great. It's been great, and yeah. now I'm here at this uh, this prolific table that I've <laughs> grown up listening to. Look yeah, open mic equals written right there. Yeah, so, so for, we're at the Earwolf uh, Earwolf offices recording, and uh, Austin was so yeah, like he lit up so much when he walked in and saw like we're at the comedy bang bang room. So like every name in comedy has signed this te- this table, which is a very long table, and he was so happy to see it. Have you signed I, it yet? You should sign it. I will sign it at the end. I right. lit. I I am my mother's son. I pulled my camera out. I took a picture. <laughs> he did take a picture. <laughs> like an old disposable. Yeah, like the clicky kind. <laughs> yeah, the disposable camera. I've been doing that lately. It's fun. Yeah, then it's you like you don't, that, right? you don't go and check. Yeah, you don't go and check um, right after. Mm-hmm. Like anytime you take a picture with an iPhone, everyone's like, let me see how I look. Let me see how yeah. I look. It's just like, boom. We're going to deal with what we look like a month yeah. from now. You like, know what? Um, I think we talked about it last time we grabbed beers, but there's a, I have like a little, like a little 35 camera that likes like a little pocket camera mm. that I need to tell you about. It's like an Olympus something, but it is oh, like, you were starting to tell yeah, me. I'll send you a link to it. It's like, you could probably find it on eBay for like 85 bucks, but mm-hmm. like every picture looks beautiful. It mm-hmm. also has like this exact same size and dimensions as like a disposable. Yeah. And I should like, look into that because I am burning money on these disposable. Yeah. Cameras. It's like you, you you pay 90 bucks plus shipping. You have a camera and then you just pay for film and development. Yeah. And it's like one of my favorite like yeah. pieces of art. I, I well, I'm not a photographer. Like I don't have a photographer's eye, but I it's the fun of like yeah. capturing like moments, you know, the imperfections. My whole stuff. thing is like I'm not really a photographer either, but – uh like we're directors, like we direct. It's always nice to like yeah. have an eye and like, yeah, you know how to train. see something like that's a funny image. Let's yeah, let's capture there. This person smoking a cigarette on the street, or this like, person hold, holding this dog in a funny way. Yeah, it's, yeah. What? I, yeah. And, um, how long have you been doing the disposable thing? Is this? Something I mean, I started um, last year because I, I was fortunate enough to start like traveling a bit for work, like oh, getting yeah, to yeah. direct in different cities and stuff. Yeah, and got to travel internationally a little, and I. I thought, it, and I, you know, I got it from, shout out to my my really good friend, Julian Garcia. He was in Israel with me. So he's in my, we have a group called The League. Shout out to The League. <laughs> I know they're, they're going to listen to this because <laughs> they're like the the day one friends. Oh, um, hell yeah. And uh, he, he was the one who kind of turned me on to the disposable camera. He brought it to a bachelor party that we were oh. all, we were all groomsmen together. So yeah. he brought this disposable and like the pictures that turned out were amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's great. 
so I got it from him. And yeah, so I've like made a rule of like trying to anytime I'm in a new city using like one of those disposable mm-hmm. cameras there. And it's it's like a fun way to like just be in the moment, grab stuff and keep moving and like be, you know, not like constantly being on your phone yeah. while you're traveling. Yeah. But the, then, and then also like, you know, the surprise later, like a month later, like the nostalgia mm-hmm. all of a sudden s- sits in, like when you're getting these photos developed. It's pretty cool. It's funny you say that because I sort of had the same idea where like I did get into like street photography a little bit uh, in grad school. And like mm-hmm. whenever I'd go to like a new city or out of the country or something, I, I found that it did force me to like just explore the city. Yeah. Like, you know, when I got. 15 more pictures left. I might as well just like walk a couple more blocks and like totally. just see what's going on in like this little section of town. Yeah. And then like you said, you get back home and like you check your, your mail and like, oh, wow, I forgot that I was in this place and like I captured this person or like there was that lady with the hat. Absolutely. Oh, the, the lady with the hat's classic. Yeah. yeah. She's uh, in everywhere. That's like, lots you, of ladies. She stays booking. You got to get one in each city, lady with the hat. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it's the, and not all of them, and that's maybe why I should get the camera that you're talking about mm-hmm. because these disposables, like I would say maybe like, 80% of them turn out and then 20% are too dark or oh, like, yeah, get yeah. messed up. Um, yeah. But sometimes like the weird like graininess and imperfections like add to the nostalgia in those levels. Per- imperfections, yeah. baby. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So this is another thing that we've done. We've, um, you have been, I would say like a, a, a li- like a milestone in my career wise. I know you're, Guys, he just fell out in the floor. He's fainted. Well, he's got <laughs> like old timey, like yeah. on, a, on a bit. Yeah. There, if, for those who can't see, there's a large uh, red velvet couch uh, with smelling salts. <laughs> he, and PFT I'm- is fanning him right now <laughs> with some bird feathers. But yeah, I so like last year, like like for this, is, I don't know if you do the same thing. Let me know. But each year, I try to have like three to four like goals that I think are like pretty. Maybe not lofty, like they're a little big, but they can be. They're achievable if like the hard work is put in. Exactly. And like I knocked out two of the things that are two of the three things I really wanted to do last year pretty early, like in April. So I was like a little full of myself. Oh man, I'm only it's not even six months in. I'm crushing the game right now. And then like September, and I was like, oh, the main thing that I really wanted to do hadn't happened yet. Mm -hmm. But one of the things was getting representation. And you you uh, hooked me up with. Uh, a mutual friend, now a mutual friend, and I got repped throughout him. And I just want to say, first of all, thank you for that. Of course, yeah. Uh, also, like, getting that, it has opened my eyes into, like, one, like, how how many different types of gatekeepers there are. Yeah. In a yeah. good way and bad way, but, like, it's one of those things that as someone— well, It's good. When you got the right ones on your side, it's good. Oh, it's good. great. But, but, yeah, when you see behind the curtain of, like, oh, there's so many levels. Yeah. To, like, like, oh, wow. Like— yeah. Like just even thinking to small things like fellowships or like those screenwriting competitions being like, oh, yeah, it's probably going to be so much easier if like my manager sends a thing to them as opposed to me just sending it blindly mm-hmm. with no one knows who I am or no one can vouch for me. Mm-hmm. And even for small things like just like small jobs like, hey, um, this digital company is looking for pitches. Do you have anything? You're mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, I guess. Like I didn't know that was an avenue to to pursue. Yeah. Um, so a lot of like of the end of last year and this year has been like sort of figuring out how that all works, yeah. and then also distilling that information out to my friends who don't have this access yet. Yeah. Um. But so you've had it. So I've just been curious, like where your experiences has been, because I feel like we're, I feel like we're been in the game for about probably the same amount of time. Yeah, but we're a similar. We're, yes, and we're similar in the sense that like we don't have any family connections yeah. to this industry. Like we're yeah. both kind of like going out on a limb trying to work in yeah. this field. Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, the idea of, I mean, my, I don't know about you, like, my concept of, like, how representation work was, like, informed by entourage. Yeah, like exactly. <laughs> I think that's, like, a lot yeah, of Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That. Like, when I walked into my, because I got an agent, too, and, like, I walked into the office. Oh, right and, uh, on. Congrats. And, uh, well, thank, cheers thank you. To cheers to that. Yeah. Writing agent. And I was like, oh, this seems like Mad Men. Like, everyone is, like, dressed in, like, a suit and, like, uh, like a big, like, everyone's watch was bigger than the next. <laughs> and there is this moment where, like, we were talking, like, just, like, filling me out. And, like, this assistant walked in, like, so this is the agent, like, talking, like, yeah, so what else you do, blah, blah, blah. Agent walks in over his shoulder, hands him a piece of paper, and, like, he looks at it, closes it, and, like, gives it back to her. And then, like, I can just see his, in his, like, his, I can see, the, like, like in the Simpsons where, like, you, you would go to the thought bubble, like, Homer's yeah. inside voice. Yeah. I can see him figuring out that problem, but then, like, just still talking about whatever he needs to talk to me about. It's, um, it's, a. Uh... <sighs> It's a, it's a, they're business people. Yeah. yeah they're very, yeah. yeah. Very charming. Very, uh, I don't know. Machiavelli. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you need them. Yeah. I was like, yo, I don't have that energy at all. Please, yeah. please, please do that. It's a hard guy. I have a lot of friends who are going through it, have been through it. Like, yeah, that's a, that's a tough environment for sure. Yeah. Well, how, well so you were saying we both you know, don't have people that. Yeah. I mean, I think you and I both, I mean, I came from like, my mom works at a grocery store Mm -hmm. and like that, that's was my upbringing. And so just like the idea of like going to like getting into college was just like a good like step forward. Yeah. Um, in a lot of ways. I actually, for a while, I was a military kid. I was going Oh, no shit. Yeah. I was in Air Force ROTC. Oh, really? For two years in high school. That's, I could not see you one like getting yelled at or yelling at people. I feel like you're such a sensitive soul. No, I was, I was good at it. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah. Wow. I could not see that. I, I, I'd say it prepped me for this industry in terms oh, of like, getting wow. yelled at and stuff. That's, oh, again, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I, um, yeah, I wanted to be a fighter pilot. Oh, no. With shit. like the end goal of astronaut. <laughs> Hell yeah. I, even at a young age, I was planning the steps. I was like, okay, Air Force Academy in Colorado. Yeah. Uh, fighter pilot. Um, I was like, I'll fly uh, like C one fifties or whatever they were called, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then and then I'll move up to like a F thirty five eventually. Yeah, like, yeah. I had it all mapped yeah. out. I was like, I was like the youngest flight commander in my high school's history. Like I was like, oh really? I was all about it. like when I set my mind on something, even if I don't like. If I don't know what I'm doing, I'm yeah, like, yeah. I want to figure it out. I'm well, even the fact that you knew like the route of which planes to jump to, like, oh you know, yeah, no, I'm a nerd. Like when yeah. I when I like that's how I, I feel like I transferred from community college to SC is because I like was reading all of those like college confidential oh, websites yeah. mm-hmm. and stuff, and I was like, re- like I would find like I saw like I think like Bill Hader went to community college and I was yeah. like great another yeah. person yeah that, that was always cool when like you'd see someone had like the same sort of like parallel trajectory oh like, absolutely oh, they did it then I can obviously I, that's, that's what I've do been it. doing like I've been like studying the people now like it's like obviously like you see like the Apatows and like Jordan yeah. Peele and like people that you want like at the end of the game but like mm-hmm. the people that are just like a step or two above you kind of thing yeah so I did that like in in uh in ROTC I was like all right so how do I get to the Air Force Academy oh mm-hmm. I get like this position in my RTC and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But then I had like a little Miss Sunshine moment where I f- I found out I was colorblind. Colorblind. Oh, really? Yeah, an AP bio class. I was such a clown too. I was also the class clown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was making the joke uh, when we were doing the colorblind test on the first one and where I was like, oh, I don't see it. And yeah. they were like, oh, you don't see it? And I'm like, I'm just kidding. I see the sailboat. Yeah. And then the next slide came up and I legit didn't see it. And I <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> I was all quiet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Take a bow of science. Yeah, I was like, yeah, and I yeah, I had like a little free, and I had like a, I had like a bit of. I started like, what age was this? This was I'd say fourteen. Oh wow, yeah, fourteen years old. Yeah, sophomore year. Yeah, um, and yeah, it was bad. And I was like, then I yeah, I was, 
like smoked a lot of pot. Yeah. Smoking out of like a, a tin can. Oh, hell yeah. Scumbag bag like my me. Whole, yeah. My whole, yeah, trash. Yeah, dirt bag core. Yeah, yeah, dirt bag core. I had my whole, I couldn't have an apple so much healthier. I probably have like Alzheimer's now because of the, the <laughs> yeah. aluminum. Yeah. But I would like, pour, I'm sorry, mom. I'm going <laughs> to describe the process right now. It's, uh, I would pour my cream soda, my A&W cream soda or Coke mm. in a cup. I would make my little pipe out of the yeah out of the can. I go to the the broken. So my like shitty apartment complex growing up had like a gym with like four five dumbbells or something like that, yeah. and like a bow flex, like a broken bow flex and a yeah. treadmill, and then also a sauna that was broken, never mm-hmm. worked. So I would go with my friends and and sometimes alone. <laughs> sometimes they weren't friends. Yeah. Um, and I would go and I would smoke in this broken sauna, mm-hmm. and then I would come back and guess what? That cup of Ice cold uh, cream soda is ready for me to Hell yeah. to consume. This is what we do. So we take a Sprite can because we're all scumbags, <laughs> and then we'd go. around. You take a pin. Take you a, take yeah. a clothespin. You hit like a couple of things. Oh, I got. I made an. I, I made an art out of it. I mean, I would even do the. You remember that like S symbol? I'm oh, sure it's on here. <laughs> that S symbol. I would do that with. Uh, That's peak high school. Yeah, peak high school. That's peak high school. Yeah. So we'd we'd poke the holes and it would get the Sprite can, and then like we'd go around the house and find like the filters under like the sink, you know. Like the the faucet, like the spigot, it would have like filters uh-huh. under it. And we use that as our filter. Oh, see, I'm I'm tra- I'm even more trash. I didn't even know if there oh, was a hey, filter. Hey, we're we're smoking out of tin cans. We're being healthy here, all right? And then like we'd we'd like go outside and like spark it up behind our friend's house and be like, "Oh shit, you hear a car coming?" Yeah. Oh no, we're good. Oh, uh, immediately the moment I took like. Two hits, I'd be like, the cops know they're coming. <laughs> <laughs> they're coming to find gonna, us. They're coming to find this thirteen-year-old kid. Yeah, you make an excuse to go home. Oh, I gotta go home and then turn on the lights off, make sure no one comes. No, in. I can't. Yeah. I'm bad at it. I don't smoke weed anymore. I'm really bad at it. Yeah, I um, I and now it's legal. Yeah, which, which <laughs> I've, I've like, I'm the same way. Like, I bought one of those like one of those like vape pin thingies. Like, oh yeah, uh, maybe was it a, a CBD or just a regular? It was. I think it was CBD because uh-huh. that again, like, I didn't know shit about weed. Like, I bought it. It's supposed to be like there's this. I think it's like a company called like vape it or some shit like that anyway but like you can buy like different kinds like there's like sleep and calm and like erotic it's like i don't know who the fuck <laughs> smokes weed and like gets horny but like okay whatever capitalism you gotta do what you gotta do but i bought one and like i was smoking and i was like i f- like nothing's happening what is going on and then like i looked up that it was like the calm one which apparently like it doesn't get you high at all it just makes you calm i was like that's not bad it's not bad but yeah. i also was like that's how out of the loop i am that like i yeah. don't know anything about the different types of weed i um i uh I bought some for my mom recently. Oh, nice! Because um, now that it's like, like she's been going to like a dispensary with her fr- her other boomer friends. And yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Like they haven't done it since the like seventies, eighties. Yeah. Um, and then and then she tried to get CBD oil for my my grandparents, like a bomb to like oh, r- nice. rub on their joints. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if they, I gotta check in with them. I don't. All that stuff seems like. Um, like our version of like this, like the Johnson and Sons tonic, where a little yep. cure all, like a little cure elgia. Like, I mean, maybe it's true, but like the idea of just rubbing weed juice on my shoulder to like fix my joints, I was like, does it work? I don't know. Maybe just really in the idea. There's like weed enthusiasts listening to this, like these fucking idiots. Yeah, they, they don't even can't know. wait to take down these fucks, <laughs> destroying our industry. Yeah. Um. Where were we? Where were we? Uh, 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 RTC college. Oh, yeah. So, well, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Filmmaking, like, how did you land in the movie making? I mean, in hindsight, like, my my grandparents. So my my mom was a single mom. My grandparents, like, kind of were the ones that would take me to and from school and stuff yeah. like that. And they they reminded me recently that like I was always like even in preschool they were like, oh, he was like directing people and like mm-hmm. recreating scenes from Jurassic Park and stuff <laughs> like that. Yeah, but I never had access to like 
cameras or editing software oh, growing yeah. up. Like I didn't until community college because they had the equipment at community college. Can I have a question for you? Because yes. I remember when I was like getting into it around like, like 19 or 20, like going back and looking up, like how did these directors get into it and being like, Steven Spielberg would make movies in his backyard. You're like, he was seven months old yeah, when he like, made <laughs> JJ was composing music and blah, blah, blah. I was like, shit, did I miss the train? I was like, I wasn't even thinking about this stuff when I was a kid. I was playing with toys and, and like, you I know. mean, that's where I, I, action figures being yeah. good at, and I, I, this is gonna sound weird. I'm good at playing with action figures. Like I can make their bodies move and look like they're really flying through the air and like balancing on one. But like, I, yeah, I yeah. Think that's kind of directed. I think that's what I would do too. That's directed. I would, I would, uh, I think when I was, uh, I used to get these like what were they robot Gundam toys? Oh, I had I some Gundams. Fuck Gundam yeah. toys, and like I would make like the sound effects and stuff, and I would make like yeah, <laughs> I would make like I would use like my I remember distinctive moment. I had like five or six of these things, or probably more, but like in this particular time, I had like five or six, and like I set up my living room like we were. I lived in like a single wide trailer, mm-hmm. and like I would play with toys and watch like Toonami when I got out of school, yeah. and I had this. Diorama after school, yeah, Dragon Ball. Oh, Yu-Yu Dragon Hakusho, Ball, Yu yeah, Hakusho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, please. I still listen to that theme at least once a week. <laughs> yeah. But I had uh, like a big ass like diorama set up in oh, living nice. room where like I had like the sniper guy on a perch oh, and like another guy down yeah. here. And like there was a way that I figured out that you could like pop off like their arms to make it look like they had damage and stuff yeah. without like fucking it up. So I'd have like the battle injured guy. And like I remember my distinct memory, like my dad coming home, walking in and seeing me playing and being like, and then like just walking to his room and being like, I worked so hard today. I just want to sit in the living room and watch TV. Oh, I would do, I would, um, I also got into like air. So this is like around the RTC phase too. Mm-hmm. Like I got into airsofting and had all these airsoft oh, guns yeah. and stuff. And I would just, the amount of times when I'd be home alone and I would act out like full on stat, like, like dog day afternoon yeah. style things where I'm looking out the window going like, <laughs> doing heat. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, I was doing a heat as like a, like a, yeah, 12 yeah. year old. Yeah. And I would like die. I would like practice dying yeah, like yeah. platoon style, like like my shoulders rocking back and forth. Yeah, exactly. I do that all the time. And I think that's for us, for people who didn't have access to, didn't grow up in a filmmaking family or didn't have like their family didn't have a camera or anything or edit or like computers to edit on. That's how you, tell stories and like direct and stuff. And I think um, I started to get my feet wet because some friends had cameras like senior year mm-hmm. of high school. Yeah. Um, and I did the morning news and and kind of treated it like a weekend update type thing. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Where I would like kind of read the news and roast some teachers and mm-hmm. stuff and then do like man on the street style interviews. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like w- weird like probably Tim and Eric influenced a little bit like weird little like like weather segments where like camera does like a long zoom <laughs> into a bush and my eyes are in the bush yeah, and then yeah, I yeah. go like it's hot outside <laughs> and like things like that. It's a good bit. At the time, I yeah. thought it was. I was like, I, this, I, I, I was legitimately like, thought in my head like that's a funny bit. <laughs> I'm gonna steal that. Um, yeah, so it's a uh, that's I think where I started getting my feet wet, and then I was like, okay, I'm gonna at community college like try and join as many film clubs mm. and like do it. And there wasn't one, so I started a film club at mm-hmm. my community college. Where's your set? Uh, College of the Canyons. It's up in Santa Clarita. It's okay, like forty five cool. minutes. It's by Magic Mountain, mm-hmm. the Six Flags. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna. I feel like there's film schools out there. This might be something that I'm like good at in mm-hmm. a way, or like I definitely like this. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. haven't felt passionate about anything except for like maybe history. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. creative writing. Like I was not a good math student, not yeah, a good anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, okay, so I'm gonna make a go at it. So then. Yeah, just went hard in the paint. I was like the class clown mm. in 
high school, but then and so my GPA was all over the place. Yeah. And then at, at community college, I was like, okay, I'm going to do the whole study. <laughs> yeah. Thing and, I got to pay for this shit. I might as well get serious. Exactly. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Community college was so affordable. And because uh, I qualified for financial aid, I was not losing money in community college. Mm. I mean, I got a stipend for books. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, for in California, they, they treat it pretty well. Mm-hmm. And I was working, like, a couple different jobs. Like, I was still working at Baskin-Robbins. Mm-hmm. And I started working in a library mm-hmm. at my uh, community. Shout out to Fern Jones, my old librarian boss. <laughs> I love her. Um, and then Rana, uh, the computer lab boss. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I worked a bunch of different jobs in a way that I was actually saving money and making money. I was getting paid to go to school in a way. Yeah. Um, which what is what afforded me to, like, to apply to UCLA and SC and, and transfer to mm-hmm. film school. That's funny. I sort of had the similar thing where um dicked around a lot in high school. If it wasn't like a creative class, like I just wasn't fucking with it. Yeah. Particularly math. Boy, I was bad at math. Bad math boys right here. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> like if I see a curve, I just look the other way. And then I got to community college and still the same thing, like Taking math classes didn't really give a fuck. Like, I really enjoyed the music classes because I was really into playing guitar at mm-hmm. the time. So, like, all right, what the fuck do I want to do? I'm just kind of dicking around. And then I was like, well, where are my friends going? I'll go to that school. And, like, halfway through, like, like the, the the admissions process, like, trying to get, like, print credits transferred yeah. over whatever, the lady was like, the uh, admission lady's like, what are you into? I was like, oh, I'm into music, and, like, I like TV, so, like, what could I do? And she was like, well, um, you can – this is like a music production program. Like you learn how to like engineer and stuff. I was like, all right, cool. And like, so you had to like audition. So I spent the entire summer like just doing all the boring guitar things. All right, I needed to learn these skills. And like, I taught myself how to read music enough to like fake it for an audition, like yeah. not like sight read. And then like, I woke up one morning and like, I couldn't feel like my right hand. Ooh. I was like, what the fuck's going on? And then like, I found out that I had carpal tunnel. I was oh, like, all right, cool. So like I started wearing like those braces and yeah. stuff like no my my mom wears that for, yeah. she's a cashier so she's oh she ca- yeah like, yeah fucked up carpal tunnel and then like a month later i woke up and i couldn't feel this in and i had a pinched nerve in it so i was like well i guess i can't audition because i can't play my instrument oh. and then i transferred over to the communications department and did like tv and radio stuff mm. and i took this one class like the video production class they're like all right i need you to storyboard a scene i was like oh, we get to storyboard a scene I, yeah yeah i was like i i went home like we had to do like a, a I think we did like a close reading of a scene and I did um, the two long takes from Shaun of the Dead. Like he goes to like the grocery store and comes right. back. Yeah. It's like I spent like three hours like doing detailed. Oh, that's cool. So they have the students. So they break down a scene that they love and mm-hmm. they have you reverse engineer it. Like yeah, what did that like, storyboard look yeah, like? Yeah, like what's it? Like, that's what, awesome. That's a good what happened. Exercise. It's a great exercise. And it's crazy because like, uh, this is kind of jumping forward, but like in film school, like we didn't even do that much stuff when it came to directing. It was more like get the emotions and like all that stuff. But I found myself being. I found it more beneficial to like break down something that I had, had intimate knowledge of. No, the nuts and bolts, like how do you cover? A yeah, scene? like what if we're cutting to an insert of this Corona bottle or something? Like why? Yeah, are we getting, yeah, that kind. Yeah, of. especially from a great director. But like I remember putting in so much work and like being so like being happy that I was tired at the end of the day, having like spent like three hours like watching the scene and like dissecting and like do like we also had to list like all the shots that had they had. Mm-hmm. So they were long takes. So like you know I tried to make it as sweet as possible. But like that being the moment, being like oh, this is fun. And like, how do I now figure out how to make that a thing that I can do for a living? Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like, um, I don't know. I mean, I, the big part of, what was the film school you went to again? It was in- Savannah College of Art. Right. Yeah. Um, 
I, the thing that you get out of it is like the nuts and bolts, like on the like on your like student film sets and mm. your network. Yeah. I would say it's yeah. like the who you met there and who you're working with. It's mm. not so much like I don't know the formal in class yeah. aspect of film school, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. Well, how was your what was your experience like at USC? SC was great. I was super overwhelmed the first semester. Yeah, it was also so I it was my first time living like away from home, like not like you know with roommates, like mm-hmm. not at home anymore. Um, I was working close to like 30 hours a week with a work study job and also ple- oh, yeah. pledging a film fraternity. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then also like, you dive right into it when you transfer to SC. So you're taking like a film production class called 290 where you're like making five short films in a semester. Oh, oh, and, yeah. um, I, yeah, I was, I was, I was overwhelmed at first. I was like, I shouldn't have transferred. I'm, I, I'm not ready for this. Yeah, like, yeah. uh, like there was like, I remember a moment very specifically where like the, the shampoo I was using got like knocked over by like one of the roommates or something like that. And like it broke and there was like a piece of plastic stuck in the nozzle. And I had like just like lost a project. I didn't know how Avid worked. I like yeah. lost a whole project yeah. and I had to go back and it was like so tired. And I also had work. I was like, had to ask for like yeah. uh, to come into work late. And I was like trying to open the shampoo bottle and I like cut my finger in the shower yeah. on this like sharp piece of plastic. Yeah. And it was like bleeding. And I was like, I had like that Walter White like crawl space moment. Where I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to, tra- I'm going to drop out. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I had a similar thing where like I had, it was the first time I had, had lived out of states. Like yeah. I moved from Atlanta to Georgia like six hours from like my closest family member yeah into like a like it was an okay one bedroom apartment but like way too big like i literally just had like a tv and a beanbag like that's in my bed like that's all that i had so yeah. like this big empty depressive look depressing looking room and yeah. like it, we had we we're on the quarter system so we would do 10 weeks of like classes so like it's a lot of shit going yeah. on in a short period of time and like i remember week four like i was in my closet it was a like walk-in closet i was like i was looking for like it's humid, so like I like all none of my clothes worked because I'd come from the mountains. Like I just wasn't prepared. I was like, I just need like a white t shirt. Yeah. I remember like I found one and it was dirty. I just started crying. Yeah, like, I just <laughs> burst into tears. I was like, Why is this one shirt what dirty? One shirt? Yeah, I'm moving. I hate. I can't school. buy more. Shirts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't yeah. do it. Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, those moments. Um, and I, you know, I repeatedly have had them throughout SC. You know, anytime you watch, like, I mean, to this day, anytime I watch a rough cut, like an assembly mm-hmm. of something i like question what i'm doing at yeah. all like why, and then you realize like oh this is just the process like yeah um what was the uh, did, what was your guys process for doing rough cuts like would the class watch them and give notes oh, back as well class would watch dailies oh you'd sit there with a class of 50 something people and yeah. you'd watch just raw takes oh wow um and but yeah you, you learn a lot by doing it you learn yeah. like what works for people what doesn't work mm-hmm. um how to take you know, good feedback, how to take bad feedback. Yeah. Um, I feel like, I mean, this is just my experience, but like being able to take a, a note that you know you'll never use, I think has been much more useful mm-hmm. in my present situation anyway than like taking like good notes. Yeah. Being able to look someone in the eye and be like, yeah, you know, I think you, yeah, I will try that next time. Or just like being yeah. able to humor someone has been, I think, much more valuable than Absolutely. taking something that you already know is going to happen. Yeah. Cause I mean, you, people saw very quickly like the, kids in the class who were kind of pricks and like yeah. would be super defensive like yeah. you kind of just you got to write your notes down mm-hmm. nod smile and go got it mm-hmm. um yeah so that, that was a big ass i mean but sc i mean it opened up a lot of doors for me having not any connection to the industry like all of a sudden you're surrounded by people who know how to do all these different jobs on oh, sets and, yeah um 
all of a sudden you're getting to work on bigger sets. Like I got to work on, like that's how I worked with Horatio. Was mm-hmm. uh, I was in a, a feature film adaptation class of Don Quixote. That's cool. And we were like doing casting and stuff. And I was like one of the two undergrads with Brandon, my other like, mm-hmm. best friend. And um, we were like casting and I was like, I think Horatio Sands like from SNL is like in LA. I, like, I hear him <laughs> on podcasts. I think yeah. he's got a UCB show. Like we should reach out to him. And then um, and we ended up landing him. So I got to work with like one of my yeah. like comedic idols um, yeah. for like, like a month. He's also like, I mean, I only know him for working with him at UCB and stuff, but like one of the nicest, coolest, like most chill guys the I've l- ever met. Most laid back. Yeah. yeah. Like he would come in like with his, I don't know if he had it then, but like he would have like the biggest, like the largest big gulp you could get from. Oh, seven it's always nine. the big gulp. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. He always came with the big gulp. He had this like weird colored car that he probably that green. Yeah, it's like yeah. A, it was like green, but it looked like mountain, like it glew in the dark or something. Yeah, it like, looked like so, flubber. It was like you a know, green flubber. Cadillac thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but it was like a. It wasn't a Scion, but it had that vibe. It was like one of those like marshmallowy type yeah. like Scion yeah. cars. Um, not to put you on blast. But no, I, I don't want people like just chasing down any. Oh cars. yeah, this is hard. No, no, but no, like, but he was the most gracious um uh so funny just like yeah. brought it was cool to just like learn how to riff um on oh, set like while yeah. the cameras are rolling like obviously you shoot the script but like mm. letting him you know do what he does best was like a, a, yeah. a big and i got to do that i mean i was like how old was i at the time i was like 21 years old working mm-hmm. with him and that was like that yeah that was something that that school afforded me was yeah was access to that kind of talent mm-hmm. and then like you know i got the internship at at Annapurna through mm-hmm. the first AD from that um, that feature, Neil, who still works at Annapurna. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so it, I credit everything to them. I also like, um, if I'm ever in a place like financially to give money to a school, it's going to be my yeah. community <laughs> college first. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, as we've seen from like the news of this like yeah, right. scandal and stuff. I mean, SC's yeah. had a lot of scandals. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I, I credit a lot. I had some of the best professors that I've ever had, like some of my mentor, John Watson, um, was the guy who taught that, that feature class. And I, yeah, I, um, all the people that I'm working with, like on mom stop and stuff like that, they're mm-hmm. all like SC people, people I've yeah. worked with. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, like the network that I built there and the friendship that I built was like, I think this, the looking back now, it's been like, f- I guess like five or six years since I've yeah. been out there. Like the first person that I met, like the very, literally the first person that messaged me, like, we got the acceptance letter. Like he messaged me like two weeks before. I was like, "Hey, do you, I look need a place to live? Like I need a place to live." Was this dude named Tristan? And like we didn't get to end up living together, but we ended up like after like that first quarter, we got a place together. And like we were like it was him and like three other guys, and we were like roommates for like our entire time there. And like we helped him move out here to L.A. Like he got me like my first job in L.A. Like Amazing. like we did this podcast together forever. Like and that was that is that how you just got the um. The director's assistant gig with the Adult Swim team, or no? But uh, another friend from that class, his name was Kyle. I lived with his family in Atlanta while I had that job. Great, like, yeah. I slept in their basement for like four months, and then they extended my internship, so it became like five months. But like, like it's weird how, how like like exactly the same thing you're saying. Like, like now, like whenever we have gigs or anything, like hey, they're looking for like a director, like or they're looking for whatever. Like, you have like your list of like your short list of like maybe five to 10 people that you're going to instantly go to. And like, yeah. when you do get work, like you're bringing them onto your project. Oh, absolutely. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I met Brooke, my, my writing partner. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we were in that, we were in that pledge class that first semester for that, uh, film fraternity. But How was the film fraternity? Can was, you speak about it or is it? Yeah, no, right? it's not a secret thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Delta Kappa Alpha. It's like, it's a co-ed film professional, like film fraternity. Oh, I would say it was like predominantly female. There's more 
female members than male f- members. Um, and yeah, it was just a bunch of film nerds. Hell yeah. <laughs> like I our, wish- our hazing was like making a 24 hour film and like <laughs> visiting these and we had to wear berets and yeah. Oh, that's super funny. Yeah. You gotta get a haircut like Agnes Varda. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah, rest um, in peace. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was a good time and that's, yeah, that was a big network for sure. Um, um so Dell that, how long, how long ago was this? SC or what do you mean? SC, yeah. Yeah, I, was, I went to SC from 2012 to 2015. All right, cool. Yeah. So, we're like four years out now. Yeah. How do you, how are you funding the landscape, like working wise? Like how are you finally feeling okay? Mm-hmm. A little bit. It's hard. Yeah. It's not easy. Um, <laughs> yeah. But like uh, a year ago was the time where I was like, okay, I'm not going to assist anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm going to like just, it, well, there's an Apatow quote where he's like, the biggest advice I could give to anyone that wants to be a director is just to call yourself a director. Yeah. And yeah. Just that kind of benign delusion of yeah. just like saying it. That's funny. I did the same, same thing too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, st- you, you, you introduce yourself as that's what you label yourself as. If you mm-hmm. have enough work to like cut a reel, cut a reel and mm-hmm. then say, this is what I do. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was, uh, it was dry the first, <laughs> first, uh, yeah. like half of the year last year. Yeah. Uh, we got a couple like little, well, the one thing we worked on that web series that you acted in so graciously. Oh yeah. For, yeah. I forget about <laughs> that. That was yeah. like one of the first like little tiny like things that I'm very thankful for. And, um, yeah. and yeah, so like little things like that started to trickle in and then the commercial work mm. started coming through, um, breakwater and five to 60, these different like, uh, commercial companies that I've worked with. Um, and then, yeah, uh, that's that's been starting to finally break through. But, you know, you do whatever it takes when you're first starting. Like, oh, you work as yeah. an assistant to other people. You PA. Mm-hmm. You help out anywhere you can. If you have, like, an editing skill set or a sound skill set, you do Dude, those, you know. I feel like editing is one of the one of those skill sets where, like, everyone's looking for an editor. Even if it's like, hey, here's 50 bucks to cut my dumb web series episode one. It's like, Absolutely. cool, whatever. That, that will pay for my gas for the week yeah i mean that's yeah brooke that's brooke and i started making comedy because he came from a post background i came from like a producing background like so i would produce stuff mm-hmm. uh like probably more like a couple years ago i'd probably be producing like 75 percent of the time directing 25 percent of the time yeah, yeah, yeah and now it's switched mm-hmm. um and then uh brooke came from an editing background so um he's st- switching it now too he's directing more than editing but like mm-hmm. he'll still edit here and there um yeah and uh yeah he you know if you're if you're good behind that keyboard, you could find work. Yeah. Oh boy, well, yeah! Like my first job out here, I was a I was a predator for not a producer editor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wasn't like in these trees killing Arnold Schwarzenegger, but <laughs> I was working for this YouTube. I w- I won't even call it a startup. This lady had a channel. She was a tutor yeah. in Santa Monica, so she probably tutored a bunch of like shitty rich kids. Yeah, and she just had money to like basically start like a YouTube channel. So like I would shoot her answering. SAT questions and uh, ACT questions, yeah. and then I would have to cut those together and make yeah. it interesting. Like that was my life for like my first three months in LA. Those and are the jobs you do, baby. Yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, I cannot wait to like get the fuck out of here. But like, I would go in there and like I would, <laughs> I would sometimes when like when I just didn't feel like doing it, I would just pull up like a waveform and make it look like I was like coloring correcting or whatever. <laughs> and I was just, like trying to get these colors to, to match. Like that's all I would do for like eight hours. And then I'd go home and like just wait for like the week to end yeah <laughs> but uh, you know it's uh you gotta you gotta find other ways to supplement your income i mean unless you're doing it. i mean i you know when i was in college and i 
started interning internings unpaid so yeah. all of a sudden for the first time since i was like 15 had to like go without having a job because what would have been my free time and business hours for mm. that job was interning yeah and i started lift driving i was a lift driver for oh. that semester yeah yeah while i was doing like my, my senior thesis did i ever send you that the takanaki it's like a no send it to me yeah i'll send it, it was like the, it's you know it's a student film but hey man it, it did what it got us a, we won a college emmy oh um, that's for, great for comedy so that was oh, fun. perfect yeah i love watching people's like thesis films it's yeah. Like, oh, I can see like a little bit of nugget of like what what their thing is. Like, yeah, this one. I mean that was a cool thing about SC two. You get to see like Ryan Johnson's mm. thesis film. Yeah, and you get to see like Jason Reitman's thesis film. Like pe- these people, Kugler's uh, thesis film. Like, yeah, I actually my junior thesis, my three ten, is starring. I didn't find this out till later. Uh, this amazing actor named Turn Robinson, who was actually Kugler's lead in his and the hair the haircutting one. Yeah. Oh no! That's shit. Turin. Yeah, I'll oh, send you my, my junior. Yeah, Turin yeah. Robinson is like so, he was prolific in the SC community as like being like a really easy actor to work with, but mm-hmm. very good and still down to work. Like obviously could be working on bigger commercial and TV stuff, but like yeah. still down to work with young filmmakers because I think he had an eye for like knowing like oh you work with. I love that. Like, I lo- this is one thing that I really enjoyed about Savannah uh, the Scad is that one. It was obviously a disadvantage because it wasn't in like New York or LA. Mm-hmm. But like, the, but was it Atlanta booming at that point? Or? Atlanta, Atlanta was was popping off. Like you could drive people down from Atlanta to like be in your shit. Okay. But what was really cool is that like this the community of Savannah had like there's such like an earnest like community of like community actors that like would love to be in your stuff and like say for instance like you want to produce a short that takes place in a store you could just call the store and be like hey I'm with SCAD can we shoot here they're like yeah it's totally sure these are off hours if you want to like use it during the during hours you could pay 20 bucks an hour to like yep. shut the short down so like I remember I did this uh, this one short where I needed um, it was like a security guards like watching like like 15 security monitors or whatever and like my production designer just went to Goodwill like hey uh, we're shooting a short do you have like 15 CC RTVs that we can just grab? And they're like, yeah, sure. Bring them back whenever. <laughs> like so great. producing so Southern hospitality. Yeah, yeah. Like all that shit was really cool. But like, there was a cool thing about like seeing the actors that were like, that were like constantly get reused. And yeah. Like, thesis film because one, they're great. Yeah. But also like, they genuinely just like love working like up yeah. and coming talent. But uh, I say, I bring that up because I remember when Kook, when like, we found like me and my friends found Google's Vimeo page. Yeah, we found a Vimeo page. It's like yeah. one, oh, this shit's not private. Let's just dive in and like watching it being like, oh, cool. This is like strong black lead, um, like a support and like all of that is like supported by like a love and appreciation for like black women. Cause I think like the idea is like he's cutting his hair his for, like his sister, right? Yeah. 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 Not to like, spoiler, but yeah. Yeah, spoiler for like a yeah. 10 year old movie, yeah. short film, student film. But like seeing those nuggets and being like, oh, I understand why Fruitvale like where he did Freefall. I understand why yeah. Creed works. Like I definitely understand like why Black Panther works because like those nugget, the, those little seeds have been being watered. And his for, love for his hometown for Oakland. Yeah, I Oakland, mean, he, yeah. I mean, I, I mean my, we share that mentor, John Watson. It was mm. his mentor at the time too at mm-hmm. SC. And he talks about like, people don't talk about it, but like he, after school, like before, there's a gap between Fruitvale and, and film school where he mm. went and stayed living at home for like a year. Yeah. Like, writing and, you know, there's, you know, m- my roommate and I talk a lot about the gap years because, like, Ryan mm-hmm. Johnson has that too. There's like t- a ten year differential between when he left SC and when he did Brick. Like, yeah, there's these years which I think we're all kind of in right now, mm-hmm. where we're getting by and like feels like we're climbing the ladder and we're getting closer. Yeah, um, that like everyone goes through. I mean, maybe not. I mean, some people get stuff handed, but like, yeah, uh, yeah. I think the people that work really hard go through these like mm-hmm. years. Um, that's cool. You went down the rabbit hole. Yeah, because I mean, it was so fun just being like. 
because uh, it's very rare to be able to see like people that you really enjoy. These yeah. people that like are the sort of the same age, like your contemporaries, not in like the way that we're the same age and like making stuff together, but being like, oh, that's like their first thing that they made, like being yeah. able to see like their first, like their student film, or, like their first film or whatever. Like that's why I really enjoy like say what you will about him, but like I enjoy Kevin Smith. Like I really, I love like I love his first. I love a lot of his stuff. Like I love his first film particularly. Because I used to listen. I listen to Smodcast all the time. Yeah, like I love Smodcast. Like, yeah. I know he gets a lot of shit for people, but like, I love a guy that just he, says, "No, like, he's an earnest dude." Yeah, I, mean, I think. I mean, he can maybe his movies can maybe not be your cup of tea, but I think yeah. it's hard to not like him as a person. Yeah, like because like this is a guy that like he's like, "Hey, this is the movie I'm going to make." I know that people are going to dunk on it, but I don't give a fuck because I'm at the point where I can go direct Supergirl for whatever for a couple episodes and like, yeah. make the money to pay for it. Does he do that? Does he direct? Yeah, Supergirl? he directs. He directs like stuff. He directs like all the CW shows, like Flash and Supergirl. Oh, I didn't know that. Because he's always like that's I'm, good I'm, comics and stuff. Yeah, guess, it makes yeah. sense. Like that's. He's a perfect, like, he seemed like a really great TV director. Yeah. Um, but, like, I loved seeing, I remember seeing uh, Clerks when I was, like, 16, being like, oh, this is, like, so grimy and yeah. dirty, but in the best way possible. And then like, learning that that Clerks was based, was inspired in part by Slackers and, like, watching that in college. Oh, yeah. And being like. I think I did the same thing, where, like, I think I watched Clerks and then that led me to Slackers. Yeah. And, yeah. and being like, oh, this is, like, this is such a wild movie, like. This link, link letter is just going around Austin, following these different voices for like yeah. an hour or an hour and a half, and then like uh, when the the criteria it has like his actual budget breakdown that you could look at. I mean, oh, we're, really? We're all yeah. Oh, we we're super fascinated by like cheap first movies. Yeah. And, like seeing like, what was what uh, Rodriguez shot Mariachi for like five thousand dollars. Yeah, like it's that. like five thousand dollars, and then I think after it got bought, there was like a million dollars in post or something Appreciate crazy like that. Like yeah, that. but it's still like. He got there from five grand. It's like, yeah. I I don't know about you, but I personally knew people in film school that spent like six figures oh, they were more. Kids. I mean, that's the thing. I There is always like an economic gap. Yeah. And in, 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 in people who have, who come from like higher income families will always have a, like a leg up. Yeah, definitely. They'll have like, cause they'll, they'll either get better equipment or they'll get more time. Honestly, the time is the more time, valuable. Yeah, thing. yeah. If you could shoot for five days instead of two, yeah, you're you're gonna have something that's or you should have yeah. something stronger that has like better pacing, mm-hmm. more coverage. Um, and yeah, there that was a weird thing at at SC, um, where you started to see like, oh, this person got like a this like big location like yeah, all yeah. these actors like how did you get all that like yeah there's yeah. like what you're filming in a mansion or you have a tank what the- <laughs> yeah I remember there's this there's this cat that uh um so our school was i would say i'd say i mean i don't know the exact numbers but i'd say probably like 35 to maybe even 45 percent um foreign exchange students and i'd say a majority of those are from like china so like yeah. china taiwan hong kong yeah and like so course if you're like an exchange student you're gonna have money yeah because if you're paying yeah if you're sending your kid to live abroad yeah pay for school you're paying the full price and it was it was it was dope because like you'd see the flyest car you'd see like (laughs) you'd see like a a 2013 jeep wrangler with like for some reason call of duty on the side of it you're like yo that's a fresh ass car who is this is 2013 yeah (laughs) and like you'd see like this chinese cat get out Head to toe Nike shit looks fly as fuck. Yeah. Looks like they just stepped off like a TI video. And like, oh, that's a guy in the film department. But like, there is one of those guys, and I, th- I don't want to say which one they spent, but they spent more than six figures and they had, they rented out like a six four, more than for, for a student, like a 10 minutes thesis film. They rented out like a four. I'm like, so bad at math. That's a million, you're a million. 
like more uh, than six figures would be seven figures. Oh, That's a okay. I mean, like, <laughs> all right, maybe like 150k. Okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Six figures plus, like, yeah, not, yeah, 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 yeah. But like, <laughs> they rented out like a there was like a fort called Fort Pulaski in Savannah. Oh, cool. They rented out the fort, and like I remember watching it, and there's a scene where like there was maybe 30, 40 background actors in it. And like it's like good for a feature. <laughs> yeah, like you're like, holy, there's some wild production going. Of course it doesn't make sense because yeah. like there were Chinese students making like American movies, which kind of sucked. And my whole thing was like, if they just made like a Chinese movie, like it would be fucking baller. But they spend the money on these projects and you'd be like, I have like I'm trying to get twelve hundred dollars to make my yeah. dumb thesis film yeah. and like shoot it over four days. Oh, my, I, so back to that, like, period where I was, like, contemplating dropping out and having, yeah. like, a panic attack. My sec, I, like, didn't have any money, mm-hmm. and I had to film this, like, second project all of a sudden. So I just went, I kept, and these are how I got into the school, because my first entrance film, I just filmed my grandparents. I did, like, a little romantic comedy with my yeah. grandparents, and that's how I got into the school, because that's yeah. what I had access to. I was yeah. like, and there'll be actors for me. Yeah. Um, my second project, I just, like, I had... No money, no idea, and I was hungry. So I was like, "Well, I'll kill two birds with one stone. I'll come, I'll go up and film my grandparents for a different project, and yeah. they'll feed me." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's how the second. One. But that that always like as you're talking about with the clerks and Slacker, like mm. that those limitations mm. will make yeah. you think creatively of how to to yeah. use what you have, um, and you know, tell a story. And and that always you're going to tell a story that you know better than a story that you don't know. Like yeah. you're going to like, if you are really close with the, your, sh- that like shop down the street, that mm-hmm. like, that's the one thing you have. You don't have this castle, but you have this yeah, yeah. like, you know, this, uh, you know, clothing store, like mm-hmm. a hardware store. And like, that's a friend of yours kind of thing. Yeah. You're going to tell a better story with that guy in that location. than if you got a bunch of money all of a sudden to just do some random idea that wasn't coming from you. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. I uh I've I've always me and my friends have always had this sort of um like secret ambition where like we want to make like we want to make like the grimy first feature film that's under like fifty k like and make it like punk rock and like feel like you can see the roughness to be but to be like yeah we made this with no money with like just shoestrings and like have it do the circuits like everyone's like vying to like do that like that's our like our like our, our milestone in the group tech to see like, yeah. who the first person that can make that that grimy indie first feature yeah well you should do it yeah are we're you, trying are to you gearing up good yeah we're we're doing we'll see what'll happen yeah yeah. Yeah. Um. So, uh, bef- we have like you get like good looking under ten. I can hang out for whatever. I, I have a. I'm going to a friend's play at four. That's it. Oh, good work. Yeah. We're good. Um. So, like, well, what would you say is like your directing style? Because we both do comedy. I feel like you do more comedy than drama, right? Would yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Definitely, comedy feels like it's my way. And I think anything I ever do will have comedy in it. Mm-hmm. Like if I do an action movie down the road, which I would love to do. Like I, yeah. I also love action. It would be an action comedy. Yeah. Um, what, uh, what, what action movies are you messing with? I mean, I would just, there was a good Reddit article recently about three Kings. And I, I think that's, mm. have you seen three? Kings? The, uh, it was David's movie, David O'Russell's. Yeah. 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 Uh, with the, war movie. With the Spike Jones Clooney, is in it. Clooney. Yeah. Clooney's yeah. in it. Ice cubes in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So something that is like punchy, a little punk rock, um, mm-hmm. political funny. I mean, I don't, I'm not in love with everything he's doing, but like Adam McKay, I think has like a career. Oh that like yeah, yeah, Being yeah. able to go from leverage co- your success in comedy to mm-hmm. eventually get, you know, political and like do political satire through mm-hmm. it, um, is definitely what I think um, my writing partner Brooke and I like skew towards. Yeah, um, yeah. Is like political satire, mm-hmm. um, stuff that's dark, um, but also at the end of the day, stuff that has heart. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, think Little Miss Sunshine was bit like I said, like that that helped me out when I was going through that exact experience <laughs> and like seeing that. Like yeah, yeah. a movie that was able to walk the tightrope of like comedy and drama mm-hmm. um, is definitely like I think my style. Yeah. Um, I could definitely see that from your work that you've done. Like that Trump video you did was one of my favorite videos I've seen. <laughs> also the production pizza. value is so good. It's such a it's such a well made like little video Well, short. that's you know, that's the it's Thank you for thinking that it was production value, but that really was just, that's a park across, that's, we knew we had access to it because it's across the street from Brooks house yeah. and it's empty all the time. And it, but it looks like this like uh, European vineyard kind yeah. of thing, but it's in Chinatown, yeah. Los Angeles. Uh, we had a DP uh, that's very talented, David Bolin, that was like down to just like shoot it. Mm-hmm. And even though he's working on big commercials and features and stuff, he was, he's a friend and we were about to leave for another job in Albania and we were like, had an afternoon. He was like, yeah, I would love to shoot it. And we just shot it the right time of day mm-hmm. and we got, it looks like there's fog, but we just got this like mosquito fogger gun. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah. So you put mineral water and you screw a propane tank and it heats up the mineral water. And like, mm. that's how we got the fog. Okay. So that was like 80 bucks and we just had shot on A7S. And then we put these actors in the right clothes. Like I just had like a trench coat and the other yeah. guy had like a tweed jacket. And all of a sudden, boom, it looks like a, I feel like a spy movie. Yeah. The yeah. Goals. Yeah. I love that. It was, it was great. Yeah. Um. All right. So before we head out, where can people check you out? What do you got going on? What can people peep? Um, well, definitely check out Funny Business. That's uh, my sketch channel. So it's like youtube.com slash funny business. I do that with Brooke Palmieri. Um, that's my partner in crime. Um, or on Instagram too, funny business official. Um, so that's for comedy. You could check me. I mean, like my just personal, I guess, like Instagram page is Austin with like four W's. Yeah. Um, yeah. I got to say Austin has some of my favorite uh, Instagram stories. I feel like you're always about to enter the matrix. Like there's always laser light shows. This is what it is either laser light shows or you with like lovely family is what it, what it seems to <laughs> be like yeah. it's the perfect dichotomy for what i need to watch it's uh yeah i if i'm at a an overwhelming club with a lot of lights maybe it's just like a social um shield i put up but i just like <laughs> i'll have like i'll film the lights um <laughs> and i'm not a good dancer but i'm a fun dancer yeah That's you look my, very fun like you have a lot of fun i'm not a good dancer yeah but i will dance like to break the ice because yeah. i think I really do think anyone at a club or a bar like doesn't want to be there. Everyone it's, I think it's like a, an environment where it's like dark. Everyone's like a little on edge. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's and really I loud. if at any point, and cause I think it is hard for people to dance and break the ice. And mm-hmm. if I could be that clown that like gets the dance circle started, I mean, yeah. I did that in like high school. So if I could be the one, so yeah, if you want to catch me dancing like an, absolute idiot um, you can follow me on instagram at austin with four w's uh, i highly recommend it folks it's great stuff not only the videos but also the the dancing uh i i think i think i gotta have you back and we gotta dive into like some nerdy like directing stuff i would yeah i would love to talk directing stuff yeah, yeah. I mean, if you want to get in the nitty-gritty but yeah yeah let's do it all right folks that uh you can find me everywhere at yay for zig uh, uh, thanks for listening. Well, thanks for having me. And you are such a great host and friend. And, oh, yeah, anytime, uh, man. Like, genuinely one of my favorite people to hang out with. And I know we've only been hanging out for years. So, like, I'm very excited to see you. No, I like. feel very, very lucky to, to have you in my life. Yeah, man. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm very curious, like, four years from now when we're like, we're when, like, listening we, to this and cringe. Like, oh, these idiots. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I hate, I hate directed. I'm doing only drama. <laughs> All right, peace out. Put a gun to a bunny like truth. Say something funny, your bunny go boom. You got a bevy of shit you could groom. We like to thank you for choosing our crew. And that's from the crew you can trust. Warranty plus for fucking shit up. We are the no gooders, do gooders, known to the dancers and dealers and doers of dust.